Sadie Rob here. What's up, fam? I am so pumped because Whoa That's Good podcast is officially back in action. We have so much going on in Live Original World right now. I don't know if y'all have seen on my Instagram page, Legit Sadie Rob, but we have a new clothing line called Words by Sadie Rob. We have a blog that's bumping on liveoriginal.com. And oh yeah, minor detail, I'm getting married. Ah, it's so crazy. And so what better way could we start off a new podcast season with the one I'm in right now, getting married. And so I have my very favorite guest because he's about to be my husband, Christian Hub, on the podcast. And I'm so excited for y'all to get to know Christian more because obviously he's the love of my life, but not everybody knows his sweetheart. And so I'm going to get to interview him today. So we'll see how this goes, me trying to interview him. I'll probably be giddy and flirty, so bear with me. But I'm so excited for y'all to get to know my future husband, Christian Hub a little more. Listen, y'all, I'm so excited. What a special day that I get to have my favorite person in the world on the podcast. This is kind of fun because it's a normal conversation that we'd have, but yet there's a microphone there's and a, a microphone. headset. Two microphones. And hopefully people are listening and inspired and encouraged and laugh a little and find Jesus in the middle of it all. But listen, I'm not going to treat you any differently. Besides, I might kiss you once or twice. But but I'm going to ask you the same question I'll ask everybody else. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? The best piece of advice that I've ever been given? I would say I heard it. I wouldn't say it was necessarily given to me, but I heard it about two years ago. I heard a sermon from Rich Wilkerson Jr. And it said, if it breaks God's heart, why do you think it will fulfill yours? Great. And that really just spoke to me in the sense of, I feel like that was my prayer at that time was really like, break my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. And you know, I don't want anything in my eyes that's fulfilling if at the end it breaks God's heart. So I kind of wanted to have the same heartbeat at that time in my life as the Lord. And that quote just really spoke to me, yeah. That's great. Okay, so you say at that time, that just really meant a lot to you. What time of your life was that, that you read that and something in your spirit said, I need to take this? And so much so that you even have it as your Instagram bio. And a lot of people, I've been shocked. So many people come up to you and say, hey, man, your bio has really encouraged me. And so what about that time in your life did that speak to so clearly? Yeah, so I'd say that was two years ago. So that was the start of my sophomore year of college. And that was really a time where I was kind of coming off a summer and interning at a church, then coming back into college and kind of taking more of a bigger role with leading a Bible study and kind of getting more plugged in with our, our local church and volunteering more up there and really just wanting to progress into college and really just have an impact and ultimately just be on the same heartbeat as God, breaking my heart for what breaks his is throughout the campus. That's great. So a part of that quote that I think is so cool, it's like, if it breaks God's hearts, then why do you think that it'll fulfill yours? And at one time in your life, there might've been things that, sin, I would say. I mean, we've mm-hmm. all gone through, we've all gone through these hard times in our life. That, that does break God's heart. And it's that question, man, why did I think that was going to fulfill my heart? Because that was breaking the Lord. So for you, like, I know your story because I'm your fiance, but not everybody knows your story. And I would love for you to share your testimony because I think 
in your story, it is so powerful to see how far God is taking you in mm-hmm. such an expedited amount of time. Yeah. I think a lot of people think, okay, you know, if I, if I go to college and I do this, that, and the other, if my high school is rough, then hopefully one day when I'm adult, I'll finish college and I'll come out of it and maybe I'll start living life for Jesus. But your story is so unique because God caught you at such a pivotal time and such a great time, I would say, because yeah. you got to, like you said, sophomore year, start living for God. So what did that freshman year look like? What did high school look like when... Was that shift for you? Yeah. So I would say high school, we're just kind of growing up with like my family kind of grew up in a Christian household and went to church every Sunday, but didn't know anything about a relationship with Jesus and didn't know the Holy Spirit and didn't have him as a guide. And kind of throughout high school was very, you know, prideful and I'd, I'd say insecure. And that kind of went into college wanting to have kind of like one foot in the world, but also one foot in church and kind of you know, fulfill kind of like you go to church because that's yeah. what you do. That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like fulfill worldly desires, but at the same time, you know, try to clean yourself up on Sunday so look good for church. So a few weeks into college, I was actually at this party, and I was kind of on this balcony by myself, and I was just you know just drinking beers and literally just by myself. And then I remember sitting down, and um, this random guy walked up to me, kind of sat next to me. Don't know if he's a believer. Don't really know him that well, but he kind of walked up and said like. I thought you didn't drink and like looked me dead in the eye. For some reason, like something in that moment kind of mm-hmm. clicked and I was like, I don't. And then in that moment kind of left and then walked home in the rain, probably two miles. And then kind of fell on my face, like in my dorm floor before right. the Lord. And I was like, what am I doing? And right. then kind of in that moment, kind of the Lord opened my eyes, kind of softened my heart, gave me ears to hear, mm-hmm. um, eyes to see, heart to be receptive to his word. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I think that's so good. And you know how cool that somebody just calls you out and you're like, I yeah. don't. And I think that's really cool because at the time, Christian's on this balcony painting this picture. He's literally drinking a beer. The guy can see that. And the guy's like, I thought you don't drink. And Christian said, I don't. But yet he has a beer in his hand and that's what the action that he is doing. But yet he said, I don't. And I think that's so powerful because something that this guy called out about who he was, Christian's like, actually, no, the man that I am in Christ Jesus does not. I, mm-hmm. I don't do this. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, 
thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash woe or just text woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash woe or text woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. But yeah, I am doing this, but I think that's what you said. You kind of struggle with in high school. That, that's my insecurity yeah. or that's my this, that or whatever. And that's what I'm doing right now. But that is actually not what I do, the, the man that I know. And so you go home and you have this encounter and it changes everything. So what did it look like after that encounter? Because I think a lot of people might have that encounter and that moment with God and they say, okay, but how do I actually change? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that moment, kind of turned to the Lord and I wasn't perfect after that you know i stumbled after that but i think definitely kind of getting plugged in with the church and and surrounding yourself with that community and for me it was having weekly prayer nights and weekly bible studies that surrounded myself with guys at our church and and really got to know the pastor well and really Mm -hmm. got involved with you know volunteering and prayer nights for the church and like worship nights and talking to the elders pretty regularly so that's great i think when that moment happens like all you want to do is just seek yeah in those moments, I would say nothing satisfies you, but you're so desperate after that. Right. And you want to just continue to seek and continue just to pursue. That's so good. So I want to ask you, because you always say that night when you left that party, what did that walk look like for you on the way home? I think a lot of just kind of questioning myself. And I love Corey Asbury did like a live song to Reckless Love and like this, the image of the good shepherd, like carrying over his shoulder, like this one sheep for me, like this remembrance of that leaving there just the picture of like jesus carrying me over his shoulder walking back to my dorm yeah and then just the lord wrecking me that night that's amazing so i remember when you told me that the first time and you were telling me your story and your testimony and it was far before we even started dating i Mm -hmm. remember we were on the phone one night and we just started sharing stories and you told me that and i said you know what that reminds me of i said because you told me you walked two miles in the rain that night from the balcony to your room and i said that reminds me of the verse that says that the godly walk with integrity and i've never even thought about this before until right now but you know how you said in high school and even in college it was like you try to live with one foot in and one foot out Mm -hmm. but in that night you're like you know what that's not who I am and I'm gonna walk home you know yes and you started walking home and you said like there was this night you're walking two miles in the rain and I said the godly walk with integrity and that word integrity one of the definitions is the state of being whole and undivided and so that was a night you're like no I am wholeheartedly about Mm -hmm. to walk and I'm gonna walk with Jesus and you have and I've watched I don't know that side of you I didn't see that side of you the man that I know is so wholehearted and so absolutely 100% both feet in the water diving actually into what God has for him and so I'm so proud of you I'm so inspired by your story and I just think that that's gonna speak to so many people if you're in college if you're in high school if you've made a mistake you know we all have if you've lived a life partying for whatever reason but yet you know you know what this actually isn't who I am this might be what I'm doing right now but I know it's not who I am it is never too late to walk that walk of integrity Mm -hmm. and 
I'm telling you what, you'll never regret it. Yeah. The fruit that will come from your life, just like Christian, I mean, God's going to use you in so many, so many, so many mighty ways. And not that I'm not saying parting is bad, but if anything doesn't align with who you are, that's when you have to walk away. And so the Christian, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So I know people are wondering our dating story and I know we've already talked about this on YouTube. So if you want to hear all of our dating story, not all of it, but a good glimpse of it, go to YouTube, read the blogs. And we try to talk about a lot there, but Christian, mm-hmm. okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the it. The night we met. The night we met. What were you thinking? I was thinking, uh, <laughs> wow, what? Look at you. No. This is not real. What's funny is Christian had had like a low key crush on me, I guess, yeah. from like watching Duck Dynasty yeah. and different things, but I didn't know that. Yeah. And so when I met Christian, you know, I'd heard about him. My sister talked about him. My sister knew him. A friend knew him. And of course, I thought he's super cute, but I just didn't, you know, didn't think we'd date or anything. Because you were their friend. And I was like, he's so cute. I think I'd be nervous to talk to him. And so then that night we met, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, goodness. Oh, oh shoot. shoot. And so tell them how you moved. Because people say, how did y'all go from meeting each other, crab hunting to dating? You come up to me before the night ends. So I came up to her before the night ends. And I said, kind of in a joking way that, you know, that you're the only one in my family that you don't follow back on Instagram. And she kind of like laughing. Like, oh, really? <laughs> I was like, really now? And I was like, yeah. And then later that night, I saw that she followed me back. And you screenshot it. I screenshot it. I was very ecstatic. I was very excited, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then when she followed me back, she saw a message that I sent her two years prior. Yep, I never and saw. And then she never saw it because she did not follow me. <laughs> and then you responded three days later. Which, ladies, uh, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to throw it out. Use it if you want it. I call this the three-day rule. I think about it like this. If it took Jesus three days to decide he was ready to come out of the grave, you can take three days to decide if it's good or not to follow into maybe pursuing a relationship. <laughs> so then after that, we Instagram we DM, yeah, DM for a little bit. And then we actually got each other's number because we were talking about podcasts. Well, this is hilarious. We did him for literally like two weeks. Yeah. And I'm thinking this boy never going to make it all the DMs because yeah. he ain't ever going to ask for my number. And finally, how stereotypical, it's not even stereotypical. It's more like church world stereotypical. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I want to send you this amazing podcast called Single Dating Engaged Married by Ben Stewart. And I was like, oh, I'd love to send you the relationship series by Mike Todd. Wink, wink. And he's like, but the weird thing is I can't send the link over Instagram DMs. So would you mind if I got your number? I remember you gave me your number with the dancer emoji. Because I was like celebrating that we finally slid out of the DMs. And then from that moment on, we... We talked um, every text day. every day, talked on the phone for hours a night. And then a few weeks in, I remember I called you. When did you know? When did you know I'm going to ask this girl on a date? The second that you text me back. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. But how did you do it? You know, because we talked for a good month and a half. And when I say Todd, y'all, this is what's cool about Christian's relationship. We did not flirt in that time. And yeah. people were like, how did you not flirt? Y'all are sending a series on dating and all this stuff. But it wasn't flirt. He happened to be reading Single Dating Engaged Married. And I really did just watch that series. But that wasn't the only books and podcasts we were mm-hmm. sharing. We were sharing everything. everything. I mean, we were both seeking the Lord so wholeheartedly for our individual life. And then meeting each other, we're like, oh, here, read this. Look at this. Listen to this. This inspired me. This 
help me, blah, 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 and just pouring into one another. And that built such a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you asked me on a date, we had already established a deep relationship. Yeah. And by that, I think really starting out, we both just wanted to get to know each other so well. We did. You know, and I think With we had no such things good, attached yeah. or expectations. Yeah. That's the thing. We had no expectations. And you said that from the beginning. You yeah. were like, I'll never put an expectation on you. And yeah. I think because of that, I've never, no, I don't want to say I've never disappointed you, yeah. but I've, I haven't disappointed you and you haven't disappointed me because there was no expectation yeah. that we were to be anything other than who we were getting to yeah. know. And we were both super intentional with like our intentions and the way we pursued one another was really beautiful. It's so true. And the, th- the cool thing is about Christian and just the way that he pursued me is he never asked me to be his girlfriend, which is so, so funny. And some of you would be like, what? But I love that because to be honest, there was never a question that if I was his girlfriend or not, like I knew I was, like I knew that I was yours and I knew that you were mine and I knew there was no question about it because of the way that you intentionally pursued me. You left no room to doubt. You left no room to question. I never wondered, is this a commitment issue? Is this, does he really like me? Is he going to walk away one day? Like there was never any of that because you were always so clear with where you're at with me and so I want to ask you and and I know the answer of course but I think it's important because you've written about this we talk about this on Instagram a lot what does that look like for you in a relationship just being intentional with the person that you're pursuing because it's crazy that I didn't doubt that you were mine that I was yours even though we didn't make these official things that the rest of the world might say you know makes you in a relationship, but I keep saying it was that intentionality that made me not doubt. And so kind of speak to that. What does it mean to be intentional? I think nowadays dating has become such a, it's almost like the value is there's no depth in a lot of these relationships because, oh, we're just boyfriend and girlfriend. But what mm-hmm. does that actually mean to you? So I think being intentional really speaks to providing clarity. Yeah, And I think the more clarity that you can provide, the more real and vulnerable you can be with one another. And I think that also leaves room for there not to be any confusion and no ambiguity with just just kind of like with this mindset of like, you know, what is he thinking? What is she thinking? I think being intentional means being clear and being concise with being like, you know, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I want to do. I want to moving forward. You always did that. Yeah. And I think as intentional as you can be, I think like the pursuit is weaved so beautifully into that with, yeah. you know, I'm going to pursue you with the best of intentions. And that, and that means being intentional about, you know, the way you speak to one another, the way that yeah. you affirm one another, the way that you're constantly even encouraging one another. Yeah. I love how every time we talk, you'd say, okay, I love talking to you tonight. I can't wait to talk to you again. How about we talk Tuesday? And you would always set up another time, but I knew you were going to talk to me the next day or text me the next day. And you were so intentional about letting me know, like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I am focusing and making time for you. And I remember when we got into this habit of talking a lot and we were on the phone and we weren't anything like we weren't dating. We weren't even talking. We weren't flirting. We were just literally getting to know each other and talking in that sense. And one night I went to hang out and I said, talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, I mean, if you want to talk to me tomorrow, <laughs> And you're like, what do you mean if I want to? Of course I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. And I I was like, oh, thanks. Okay. And I got so awkward. I was like laughing. And you're like, what? You didn't say babe. Now you say babe. You were like, <laughs> you're like, 
no, like, of course I will. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And I was like, oh, it was just so good to hear that because I think so many relationships nowadays, it's like this constant state of like wondering what's he thinking? What's she thinking? What does this talking mean? Are they talking to other people? Is it exclusive? Is it just me? But I mean, I'm telling you, like, that's a way to do it. And that's great for some people, but intentionality, like, it puts so much rest to a heart for the guy and for the girl saying where you're at and what you're feeling. It makes that time that you have valuable. You know, I just think that there's no time that should be wasted mm-hmm. on emotions that you don't need, stress you don't need, hurt you don't need. And some of that, yes, it grows you. It makes you stronger. And there are good things that come from that. But even if a relationship doesn't work out, when you can be intentional, because not all relationships are going to work out. Some are just not meant to be. Sometimes you're just with the person that you're not going to marry and that's okay. You're going to break up and you're going to be stronger and you're going to be all right because God has somebody for you. But at the same time, even in a breakup, even a relationship that's not going to work out, intentionality protects a heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that we need to know as a generation and even beyond and below, you have to protect people's heart because from the heart comes the overflow into life. Mm -hmm. It's the wellspring of life. And so protecting each other's hearts is going to make a healthier world for us and so in these relationships be serious about them christian has protected my heart so well i didn't even know what it meant to really protect my heart and so christian even taught me how to protect my own heart in protecting my heart and so i encourage you to do that because i look at our relationship and i will say in the past year over a year of us dating now us being engaged I am so much healthier of a person. I'm so much stronger. I've gotten so much better in my personal everyday life and in my workspace in every single aspect because you have loved me well, you protected my heart, and there's been an overflow. It's true. It's been amazing. And so it has been absolutely amazing. That's awesome. So, so Christian, people know what I do, people Mm. know what I am passionate about, but what are some of like your passions and your dreams and things that, that you pray for or get excited about? Some things that I get excited about. Well, one, I would say I love getting the word. and I love studying. I love learning. This man loves the word. I love to uh, like learn more about God's character and his heart. And uh, yeah, just really just learn more about who Jesus is and ultimately like the life that he died for us to live. I think something that's super passionate about, you know, even still being in college, like the younger guys in college and even high school guys, this upcoming year really wanting to be intentional there's the word and mm-hmm. to be intentional mm-hmm. about trying to pour into younger guys mm-hmm. in college and just helping them with any insecurities or any pride that they're dealing with or any thing that they find fulfilling that's not rooted in jesus and really call that out and speak that out yeah. so good yeah. so I want to ask you a few more things, and I know we're probably well over time, but I think it's important. We have a 21-year-old guy, and you know, Christian, I learned so much from you and so much about what I can even encourage college kids with and high school kids with from the things that we talk about, and so I want to get as much wisdom out of you as possible for all the girls and the guys to hear. So a lot of people say this to you, and I want to hear it from you too. You know, I'm a very confident person. I'm a strong woman. I preach the gospel and all these things. I have a big personality. But in your own way, you're so confident and you're so powerful and you're but you're so humble and you're so kind and you're sweet and you're all these things in one. 
But when you're around me and you're supporting me in things, how do you remain confident and what in you can stand tall beside me and support me in what I'm doing, but not feel threatened by that? It's a great question. (laughs) I think really it all goes back to just knowing who you are in Christ and knowing what he thinks about you and what he speaks about you. And kind of like what we've been talking about this past week and we're in London right now at the Focus Festival, you know, like your days are numbered you know, in the book of life, you know, mm-hmm. before even the foundations yeah. of the world. So like the Lord knows, you know, what gifts he's gifted you with and what abilities he's placed in you. And actually this is taking a different term, but I'm Enneagram too, which means the helper. And I just love helping people. I love, I love encouraging people. And I love getting to help people in their callings. And I think getting to help and support you mm-hmm. is such an honor and such a mm-hmm. just special thing just to get to witness to see and, and just to see you, you know, walk that out and encourage you in that. I think wow. that's a super fulfilling thing to get to be a part (laughs) of amazing well babe i love you and you you. have supported me and made me stronger and made me better in every single way of life especially when i speak i think you've even given me such a strength to hold my hand and to pray with me before that i find myself speaking with more authority because i'm so affirmed in the word that god's given me and a lot of that comes from the prayers you pray over me the words you speak over me and so what's awesome about this and I want y'all to see is Christian and I are strong in two very different ways but God has given that to both of us Mm -hmm. he's purposed me to something and he's purposed him to something and when I'm confident and when he's purposed me to do what he's called me to do I can fully live that out and when Christian is confident in what he has been given and what he can do he's purposely and he's fully living that out there is such a powerful confidence that comes with that and not only confidence a self celebration, a cheering each other on, of support and of friendship and all of those things. And you get to watch God just do amazing things through each other. You learn about the body, you learn about the image of God. But when you start to feel threatened by each other's gifts, that's when you start to feel either sorry for yourself or threatened or in competition or that you're not doing enough or that you have to strive or feel insecure or blah, 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 blah. The list goes on and on and on. But when you thrive in who you are, I'm telling you, when you come together in a relationship as a couple or even in a friendship with somebody else who's thriving in what they are and you're thriving in what you are for the kingdom of God, you can do mighty things together. So I just want to encourage you, your gifts are not going to look the same because mm-hmm. God has made us all unique all in His image. And that's there's power. There's power behind that. Something about Christian that I've always noticed is that he's so affirmed in who he is. And it's because he surrounds himself with people who who affirm him and who he is. And he affirms himself in the word all the time. And in return, because you are so set in that and you stand on such solid ground, you're able to do that to others. You do that to me and you do that to everyone around you. And so I just really wanted to take a little bit more time because Christian, you have a lot to say. Christian is an introvert. Which is funny. Very much so. Not everybody would know that, but he is, and so he's not going to be 18. the one. Wait, 18 19. 19. 19. So we did the Myers-Briggs. 19 He was 19 introvert, 2, two extrovert. extrovert. And you were? I was 20. Extrovert. Extrovert, 1, one introvert. introvert. We're so different, but we complement each other so well. So he's not always going to be the one to say all the words, mm-hmm. and he's not going to be the loud one and step in front of everybody and make sure he's heard. But I wanted to make sure that in this time that you know, you have this mic and people are listening that you had an opportunity to share 
the things that you share to me, the things that you share to the people that are close to you and just people to see like the treasure on earth that you are and be inspired by who you are. And so Christian, is there anything else before I close off that you want to say and that there's not? I think you've said so many great things, but I know there's always one more thing in that brain and I don't want to cut you off. The first thing that actually came to my mind when you say that, I would say outside of Jesus, there's no life. Mm-hmm. And nothing can like fulfill you and satisfy you the way that he can and the way that the spirit, there's just nothing as fulfilling as when he takes over your life and when he guides your life and when you're living to please him with mm-hmm. everything you do. There's nothing in the world that can satisfy you the way yeah. that can because it was never meant to. So looking back at your high school self, at your mm-hmm. college self, although you had fun, mm-hmm. you partied hard, yeah. you were well-known, probably well-liked. Yeah. You were very cool. I mean, look at you. You're super attractive. You played baseball. You did all these things. But to hear you say something like that, I think that's going to speak to a lot of people because I think that all those places that you once tried to find life and fulfillment, then you didn't and you ended up empty empty and walking home for two miles in the rain and encountered Jesus. And from that moment on, you felt filled. I think that, babe, that's a powerful testimony. That's powerful. You're welcome. I love you. I love you. Thanks for being on my podcast. Whoa. That was good. That was cool. (laughs) Whoa, that was cool. I love you. I love you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Y'all, we have just had ourselves a treat this season because normally at least first season goes we always called mom at the end of every podcast but we've been lucky enough to be with mom so welcome mom thank you that means great quality so we're excited (laughs) that we're together today and we get to do the advice segment of the hour if you will i feel so official now that i have a mic i feel like i should talk like a podcaster we even had headphones i know this is so so cool yet you're wearing a robe well that's true (laughs) with nike shorts underneath it and a (laughs) t-shirt because we're in a hotel room oh that's hilarious all right so i want to talk to you about this really good piece of advice that i heard truly actually great piece of advice it was from nikki gumbel who's one of my favorite people in the world. And he said, if you want an easy life, don't follow Jesus. But if you want a great life, follow Jesus every day of your life. Wasn't that great? That's really good. I mean, that's good good stuff. I like it because he's like, if you want an easy life, like following Jesus isn't always going to be easy. But then again, who has an easy life? Nobody. But if you want a great life, not just Mm -hmm. a good life, not just an okay life, but a great life filled with purpose, follow him every day of your life. Well, and I think that we all know this inherently that the way to a great life is a life that has meaning and has yep. purpose. You know, know, it's we don't really want the easy life. Like it's really not the way to go. There's a lot of people who seem like you can look at and say like, oh, they've got the easy life. Mm-hmm. Like they've got everything they need. They've got money, power, houses, cars, all the things, servants, all of that. Sure. But they're miserable. Because yeah. they, they don't understand where their meaning, where their purpose is. So yeah. easy life is definitely not the way to happiness. And I think the Christian life is the way to greatness because God created us. He knows what we need and he gives us all those things that we need for our life. And there's constant hope. There's yeah. constant hope that something better is coming. And even if it's not in this life, there's something greater coming. And so, yeah, I think it's a great way to live. Even if it's hard, it's great. Yeah. 
And also, I think as believers, like we have something like we have the key. Yeah. We know the key to yeah. a great life. And so it's up to us to share it. Yeah. Don't keep it to ourselves. Don't hide it. Share great. It. All right. Now I'm going to throw a piece of advice that I think makes your skin crawl. You do you, boo. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> nope. That is. She's like literally biting her own teeth. Trying just not a lot to of just... you. A lot of self, you know, a lot of like, hey, I can do whatever I want. That whole attitude of like, it's all about me. When it's like, you do yeah. you. You're making it all about you. You're making it all about self. And that's, again, not the key to happy life. The key to happy life is life of service and mm-hmm. thoughtfulness of others and kindness and all those things. But whenever you focus on yourself and you're just like, hey, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to yeah. be, be me, whatever that looks like, whatever that is. You're putting too much emphasis yeah. on yourself. And here's the thing, you doing you, boo, doesn't just affect you, boo, okay? Every decision that you make, whether it's a selfish one or not, it affects another person. Mm -hmm. So you doing you, boo, and choosing to live your own life and your best life still has an effect on the world, Yeah, even though it's a self-centered effect. And it's normally not the most kind and the most righteous or the Mm -hmm. most uh, positive or even one that's really full of depth and meaning or purpose or towards goodness and so yeah and also a lot of times we're wrong we think stupid things like we're not right when we're trying to do it ourselves if we don't have something bigger than us we don't look to people wiser than us yeah we don't look to god to his word to others to say like hey what's the key to a good life a lot of times we're gonna make really stupid decisions and yeah so, you know we try to be kind of like the king of our own world mm-hmm. that doesn't usually work out very well this is our gal uh, yeah, yeah if you haven't seen the lion king go see the lion king because it is such a good job at kind of showing that when simba is out and he's living in this place with timon and Pumbaa. Pumbaa, and he's saying Akuna Matata, and they keep saying to him, literally in the movie, you do you, boo. They're basically trying to convince him that there's not a circle of life, that the decisions you make don't affect anybody else. It doesn't matter. There's no meaning. But yeah, everybody knew it's a huge meaning because on the other side, this whole kingdom is falling because Simba is doing him, boo, you know? So it does affect people. When you're not living out to the fullness of what's in you to live out, then then it does have an effect. Oh, that's good. Whoa, that's good. All right, last thing I'll say. I love this piece of advice that a leader said. He said, before I put anybody on a stage, I look at character first before great gifting because he trusts the character first before he just throws out great gifting. Mm -hmm. And what do you think that does in not just at church, but just in life to really focus on character first over either gifting or talent or ability? Yeah, I think that's really good. I heard somebody say one time that like because of our world and celebrity culture and even like reality television, which of course we're a part of, we see people who are good characters. They're interesting to watch on television. They're good characters. They're either like really outrageous or they're funny or they're awful and you watch them you're like i can't believe they're a train wreck you know so they're good characters but they don't necessarily have good character and so i think we've lost some of that in our world today of like really looking up to people so a lot of people that we might look up to as celebrities like they might you know be entertaining but are they really people of character so i think it's important that we do look to our leaders and be like who are we saying are our heroes who are we who are we looking up to who are we valuing who are we following who is that and are they people of character are the people that like we would want to be 
in life or that we should look up to because they have good values, not just because they maybe have good talent or they're really beautiful or something like that. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at LegitSadieRob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good podcast. Head on over to LiveOriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also, want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.